Big Fluffy. Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And it's a new era. We are past the hundredth episode. This is one one, baby. More importantly, it is that time of year where people are sharpening their pencils and getting their noodle working <laughs> and buying some books. Uh, it's back to school time. So yeah. um, we we decided to go with the movie Back to School, little after poem. Oh, um, that's why you picked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it because secretly I'm getting no respect from you guys. And this oh. is my way of, of saying that Amazing. without having to say it out loud. But I just screwed without up. having to bug out your eyes and yeah. stare <laughs> at us through Zoom. But yes, this is the 1986 Rodney Dangerfield vehicle back to school. Um which, yeah, this is my pick, uh, so I can do my little level real quick. Um, and, I mean, I've seen this so many times on Comedy Central way back in the day. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it from start to beginning. Uh, I've never seen that intro, I, I don't think. Um, mm. But, yeah, and it's always been on, like, cable TV, so there were different aspects of this movie that were also mm-hmm. edited for content. Um, but yeah, I'm going to put my level as, um, let's see, it's uh, it's not Caddyshack, but it'll give me some Rodney. Um, <laughs> um, I guess I'll make my level Ladybugs um, because <laughs> I've never seen this movie, but my exposure to Rodney Dangerfield is probably mainly through the movie Ladybugs with him and Jonathan Brandis. That is a whoa, quite <laughs> the film. We watched this, so we were inspired to watch the trailer for that after watching this, and it is rough. The trailer is incredibly <laughs> offensive. It's it's incredible. Anyway, um, this look like a tasteful film. It, yeah. it really, it frankly, very much does. Um, but but so, I mean, I and as a kid, I liked it. So I, I liked Rodney Dangerfield. And I always knew that, like, my parents kind of maybe didn't. And I know that he's a stand-up. Um, and so I recognize a lot of people in this film. I recognize a lot of the tropes. But I've heard of this movie. But I, I mean, I think I texted last night being, like, the one with Rodney Dangerfield. Because I had no context for who was in this movie, when it was made. I think I kind of lumped it into, like, the police academies or like summer yeah. school, you know, like I really had no idea what we we're going to watch. So this was a total, total first exposure to, for me. My level is going to be J M J. I won't say their last name since we don't do that on the pod, but J M is somebody I went to college with who was the spitting image of Rodney Dangerfield, hmm. like to a T only In like college. <laughs> Well, except for the hair, the hair was just a different color, but everything about their face and their personality was Rodney Dangerfield. And so we just always referred to this person as Rodney Dangerfield. And ironically, like, I don't even know where I've seen Rodney Dangerfield. Like, I know I've, I'm sure I've seen ladybugs. I know I've seen him on TV. I know I can't get no respect. (laughs) And I like lump him into this, like, you know, group of comedians from the eighties ish Mm -hmm. that like, I remember vaguely, including Sam Kinison, who I just 
right. can't stand. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we we'll get into that. I'm excited that. to but, talk about uh, that. So yeah, I've he never died, seen this. Bridget. Come on. Well, <laughs> awful people die too. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I can't. Um, so yeah, I've never seen this movie. I thought, I think when I heard Back to School, I assumed it was like, uh, what's that frat movie with? Yeah, like Animal House. I thought it was Animal House. Yeah, totally. Okay. That's the image I had for it. I mean, and then kind of question. Was, my one of my first questions from Question Corner is: This the move? Is this similar? Is the is the Melissa McCarthy movie where she goes back to school with her daughter roughly based on this, or not at all? Or is it just like in the happy, not happy Gilmore, Billy Madison? Is there just a genre of film? Where I think people- it's go back to school who shouldn't be in school, which is I mean, also what I have sc- nightmares about. All yeah, the I time, know. By the way, o- old yeah. school is a little like that too. You know, it's interesting that M- Melissa McCarthy, I don't know if it's kind of more of a play on this because the genders are swapped. Right. Well, that's what they do. Yeah. But I like know. her daughter's. No, that's what I mean. I don't know back. if it was like an intentional, like, let's just do that. But modern day with women, I don't know. My guess is it was, but I mean, it is a very just common trope. I mean, I think there were like two lawsuits related to this movie yeah. because people sued because this was their idea but it's just it's i don't know like mm. having a flood in your religion it's like everyone's thought of that man <laughs> <laughs> can't sue right. over it um yeah. but yeah no I, I was gonna say two things of just saying your friend looked like rodney dangerfield that's not necessarily an insult because no. apparently no. the uh the guy from the bear jeremy allen white who people are like how is like this hot dude looking like a younger version of Rodney Dangerfield? And yeah, what what I know this in, is not uh, of the Bear podcast, but right, what is that? Because I keep seeing it on social media, and I don't know what it means. It the the show. It's a what is happening? What is it about? <laughs> it's about uh, this really good chef that goes back to his brother's like steak chicago joint and that's in trouble and tries to fix it and okay, like it's a it's a show it's about on tv cooks. right now. It's about, uh, it's, yeah it's on hulu it's finished yeah uh-huh. it, it was yeah it came out and like it, it got yeah, good yeah, reviews really good soundtrack okay um, carry on thank you yeah um and i forgot what i was gonna yeah so yeah he does look like ronnie he's got like those big big blue eyes the other thing i read that was like was that siskel and ebert both like really really liked this movie <sighs> and that really surprised me <laughs> i mean they've liked other things that Sure. That surprised me too. But the fact that they both like went all in on enjoying this film. Right. Well, I think it did well. I mean, what was it? The sixth most like earningest movie of the year. And then did you read the fact that it's the highest, the most successful US film that's not been released in the UK? Which is interesting. Because they don't understand this university (laughs) system we have over here. And it was the second biggest comedy in 1986 uh, to what movie, Bridget, since I can tell Katie knows. God damn it. (laughs) I I have no idea. It's one one we watched. watched. Definitely one one we watched in 1986. Early on. And I will say that I agree with the ranking here. You agree that it's up there with it? No, I agree. I'm like, okay, that makes sense that the one would be one and this would be under that. Oh my God. I have no idea. I'm I'm struggling with the. It was a movies. foreign flick. It was uh, a, that... technically a foreign, a real fish out of water flick. <laughs> was it the one about the Canadians or with an the beer? alligator out of water? Oh, the crocodile Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it was ahead of Ferris Bueller. Bueller. So this movie oh, did yeah, better that's than right. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, I did too. 
I, I did as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think we can jump into it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we have a flashback to 1940s and we get the Wonder Years kid and it just shows, I guess it sets up that he doesn't want to do go to school because he just wants to make money. Right. Um, I just want to clarify did... that it's not the yeah. Wonder Years kid. I would call it the Wonder Years brother. Mm. Oh, Wayne. Sure. Wayne. But yeah, so not Fred Savage, but Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> His name, well, I don't know. I think I would say Fred Savage oh. if it was Fred Savage in a movie. Mm. If it was this kid, I would just say the Wonder Years kid. Yeah, true. <laughs> or, right, right, right. or the nerdy Wonder Years kid if we're talking about his, Fred Paul. Savage's friend. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Paul. Yeah. Uh, who everyone thought was... Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird rumor. All these things from before oh. the internet. Wait, yeah, it, it really was. Google. I still think yeah. he's Marilyn Manson. Remember when conspiracy theories, like you actually couldn't check? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you, you weren't a total idiot for putting <laughs> conspiracy so theories. Good for them. Uh, yeah. We get now the... You, now you what? I'll just say now you can Google stuff and then just ignore it and still believe conspiracies. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We get introduced uh, to his dad, who is, is a fat, what is it? Fat, tall and fat. Tall and fast you, store name. Rodney Dangerfield, right? His dad. Oh, yeah. His papa. Oh, he. Papa? I thought Rodney Dangerfield started that line. I did but too. His but... father, maybe, maybe he just took over the business and then expanded it. That's the impression I got, right? Was that it was his. I felt it just the dad was into clothes and then mm-hmm. Rodney Dangerfield sort of took that. Um... I, guess, I guess that makes sense because they, they were showing that like younger version of him mm-hmm. like in the 50s and 60s. But then I'm like, oh, I guess 40 years later from being a child, he would be <laughs> Rodney right. Dangerfield's age. But right. I was like, it was so long ago. I know the 40s. I mean, I was also thinking I kind of enjoyed that montage of him like loving this kid you know like you see his first wife and then you see the kid and then you see the st- like all the pictures of like that you would have in a family album and I know this like maybe sounds dark but I was just thinking of like how romantic all of that looked and how so often it's just pictures between the times that that man is like totally drunk and a total right. asshole yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like oh, yeah. not this man that's not the picture that's not what is filled in between the blanks this time but I was like I was kind of finding myself becoming really nostalgic of like, oh my God, this is like, what a wonderful life. And I'm like, actually, oftentimes when you hear about families talk about like the times in between those pictures in the 50s, right. they're not that great. Yeah. But yeah, we, we zoom to the future. And I will say one of those pictures was just a straight pull from Caddyshack when he's playing golf and that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we... Uh, we basically get the view of his now clothing store where he's just doing, I guess, his stand-up routine as an ad. Oh, um, a lot of this movie is, yeah, totally his stand-up routine on screen. I will say, like, this is maybe one of the bones I have to pick with this yeah. movie is that, like, Rodney Dangerfield is not tall and fat. No. Like, at least he's not fat. And that's, like, really... He's 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 fuller. I think his chest is thick. Like he has a beer belly maybe, but if you look at his arms, he's actually like really slight. And it made me think it's different throughout the movie, but like in this boardroom scene, it was like, he's not like a big guy. It was just really interesting. And his jokes work. And we'll go through this work a lot better when he's sort of, you know, punching up or punching through himself. Yeah. And when it, 
it's not and it's just a straight down punch it it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't always right. work i mean he's um, always very self-deprecating it's yeah. always he's he's usually the butt of the joke um and his like kind of size and appearance was always part of that i guess mm-hmm. um but i was i think because like in other movies like ladybugs like he is a lot bigger so in this movie i'm like huh like yeah i almost wondered if this movie like like he lost weight or something for it. i don't know it was interesting yeah mm-hmm. uh but then we you know we see that his son is in college and calling him and saying things are great when they may not be he's like a um, towel boy yeah. yeah but with also, michael keaton hair <laughs> and speaking of cobra kai which we were yeah. before this began i know uh johnny uh from cobra kai is the blonde fluffy haired uh nemesis to jason the son who who is this actor he's just like an 80s actor Keith that- gordon he he's done a lot of acting he's gotten into more like directing, directing where hmm. it's like in all his known for in uh, IMDb, it's uh, a lot of directing. So he has, he has the face of a director. Yeah, he directed it's two of my favorite World War II <laughs> it's movies. It's a mean thing. I'm not very. Yeah, I don't. I just. I think he joke. has more of the demeanor of it because it. He see. I, I really bought him in this movie. I really liked him. But he was <laughs> yeah. very. He was really boring. Kind of, well, and yeah, like he was kind. I mean, that was the role. Like yeah. he was supposed to be kind of overshadowed by this big personality father and like kind of nervous. And he was not the it boy. What about um, diving as a vessel for some, I am fascinated by that because I'm like, who has like a, a legacy of family divers. And then are we, we're supposed to believe that Ronnie Dangerfield is also one of these fans. He was guys. though. That's what, yeah. That's I think where it came from. Is what? That Rodney, well, Rodney Dangerfield, like the story that he tells about like opening up for a horse didn't entirely happen because the horse and him were at different periods of time, but he was fought. an acro. Yeah. He was an acrobatic diver in on the Jersey shore. Like he was a diver and a really good swimmer. Right. Um, as a young huh. man. And so they kind of feature like he is doing his own swimming stunts, I think, a lot yeah, when he's swimming that's away. Like said, that's yeah. uh-huh. so that's wait on the scene at his house where he like dives into the pool, like the flip. Is that him? No. The flip, the, I don't the, I don't think any of the flips are him, no, but the swimming but the swim was and like the landing, possibly like yeah, the aftermath is him. But he was like this acrobatic diver as which I'm sure is where the script came from, right? I mean, because I was I was looking at a trailer of this movie and it's like, how much of this movie is about diving? <laughs> it's actually quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I like it. I've I've seen like the ending with the the diving the most of anything in this movie, yeah. like over and over again. So I mean, I was always on board with with diving. Um, <laughs> but it is so interesting. I mean, I think probably why it sticks out is that like. You wouldn't just sit down and write it. It's like Rodney Dangerfield's life. Okay, a bit. that makes so, more sense. So yeah, that kind of totally. answers my question. So yeah. we know that he's uh, wealthy and he's got this like newer wife, and they're having a party mm-hmm. at their house, and she's cheating on him with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um God, he he's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, just I think his say. name is Robert Picaro. Oh right, but he's in Star he's- Trek. Well, he's Gremlins 2. This is his fourth yeah. movie with us, I think. It's like Gremlins 2 and Make Muckle Bones and Legend. And then Inner Space, he's the cowboy. Oh, right. Yeah. Wait, so does he get a smoky jacket? He gets more swag from us because oh, he already got a smoky jacket. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So he's almost to a smoky jacket. Oh, wait. Jacket, so, Ro- so 
Robert Downey Jr. can't get a smoking jacket this movie. I guess he needs two no. more. We'll so after a hundred movies, we've now gone up to five movies for a smoking jacket. Sounds like it. Inflation, I, it, man. Smoking jackets are expensive. Well, Philip, you're just making up rules right now on the spot, and I'm happy to follow them, <laughs> but I need to know what they are. Yes, and yeah. okay. So Ronnie da- da- Robert Dangerfield <laughs> Jr. <laughs> just wait a minute to get that. Um, I was gonna say this for my Hummer, but I'll just I'll just say it now. I just really enjoy the whole joke thing about the Klimt painting i i thought that that was, I thought that was well very delivered. funny and they're like yeah. your wife was just showing us her klimt um yeah. what was funny when it came on the screen because it's one of annie's favorite artists so she said oh klimt and then it so made it my couch mate right so it made it it made it funnier for me because in my world i would have been like what did they just like make up an artist you know? oh uh, no i knew so. that but it is yeah it was funny to me too yeah. i didn't I, know I, the artist's name but i've like moved that painting or <laughs> his some of his paintings from uh, by hel- helping other people move a ton you've so. probably moved the kiss which is the most famous mm. of the paintings yeah that one was a little nude which i did know because i did go look at the parental rating on this film I wanted to know. It's always funny what they point out. They're like minor nudity in a painting. (laughs) It's wild. So funny. Um, Now I did write something down and I don't remember what it is. I wrote everyone awkwardly laughs at Thornton sandwich making. Oh yeah. It's I I didn't get that. Are are they impressed or they're what does that even mean? What did I fun of them? Well, I couldn't tell if it was a laughing with or laughing at. And he'd said that he learned it in Italy. I mean, like later it would be used for people to save calories, you know, like you scoop out the middle of the bagel. But he was like scooping it out and then he put like the most disgusting. It was just like Arboled egg and like a meatball yeah. and like anything that was on that tray. And then ultimately it kind of looked like a good sandwich, but like you couldn't you couldn't figure out if those people were laughing with or at. And I think ultimately they got in like with. real close and I think they were laughing at him. Yeah. I guess There's a because lot of it was time her friends. Yeah. And this is a hoity toity yeah. thing that he's not, you know, he's wealthy, but he's not hoity toity. Anyways, from this part, we just learned that she's awful. She somehow thinks she's going to get a great like divorce settlement, even though she just got caught cheating. And of course, it just leads to sort of the catalyst of him divorcing her and then taking Lou and going back to school. I just I blinked. I did a, a actual length blink. And then I said, why is he going back to college? I didn't. What was the reason? Oh, well, his son wants to drop out and then he's like, hey, I'll, I'll be with you. It'll be fun. And then that's it. Like he's keeping him company for what a, what a pivot for a plot point. I'm just like, what? You can't. OK. Yeah, it, it is an interesting. This movie has like a, a couple of different plots and stakes going on at once. And the other thing that I felt like they were teeing up, which they did not really do anything with, was like, this is the second terrible wife and there's just a lot of allusions to the fact that the first wife was awesome and everybody loves her and he regrets divorcing her and i was like well clearly at some point she died oh for real yeah katie wait how did i blink when did she die no the i thought it was the second wife was jason's mom and she died um Uh, oh who was the first wife i don't he doesn't really talk about her i think she was the horse i i don't know um (laughs) Oh, but I'm pretty sure the second one was Jason's mom and she died. That makes more sense because I thought that it was going to be like a, well, true Beverly Hills kind of situation or something where like that was going to be like Jason wanted 
them to get back because it was just it was strange to bring her up and to be like oh i met like she was much better than this wife and then mm-hmm. we never meet her so that sure. makes sense if she died dead no, no. dead um <laughs> so yeah off to college with lou uh of course he is the friend of rocky from mm-hmm. a little movie called rocky um, and he's the chauffeur slash yeah. assistant slash like best friend it seems yeah yeah which i was reading rodney dangerfield lived with his friend that like um i think i don't know are you reading this it was like a guy that mm-hmm. was kind of known as the comedy world but he wasn't he was like an influence um like he influenced a lot of comedians but he never really i think did stand up himself it, yeah. but then he Rodney Dangerfield basically just like supported him and they lived together for years and years like Mm. in New York it seemed like almost like a similar relationship or something Mm. gotcha yeah um so long story short he writes a big check to get into the school uh writes it to Dean Martin um who was played by oh I had Ned Ned Beatty. Beatty great I like him. I know him mainly as like um, John Goodman's father from Roseanne. That's what that's uh, where I was trying to play. I really him. I always thought that was such fantastic cast. Same. I was always like, is that his actual dad? Yeah, totally. They look so that much is alike. his dad. Yeah. And Bridget, you will not probably have picked up on this, but a lot of this movie reminded me of Necessary Roughness. Like the ref- <laughs> What's that? Like, first of all. Well, first of all, there's a character <laughs> named Philip who's a total yeah. like snobby jerk dweeb twerp and then there's a dean that like has to follow philip's thing because it's like oh fine we'll look into it we'll look into it it's just a very similar setup like that specific setup. somebody else on this podcast is named philip and picked both <laughs> of these movies so, <laughs> are I we just, i just hang out by more annoying <laughs> philips and it makes me look cooler uh, it is sort of a it's the fat and, and tall yeah uh, technique interesting i know oh. you've said that like the the name philip in central casting is like such this snobby dweeb or something yeah. like which yeah. there is a couple movies like that for sure are we skipping katie's boob corner oh sorry oh, yeah. oh god right he, yeah no let's let's talk about this because yeah it's um so he arrives on campus sees greek letters assumes it's a fraternity and walks into a shower you just hear him like he's like born yesterday. It's like, hey, they have Greek letters. Oh, it must be Jason's fraternity. Stop over. It's like, what the fuck? Like, Let me just go anyway. inside and then call his name. And then, oh my God. And then, well, now, hey, now so I don't think he opened the curtain. She no, he... opened it right first. And then she yeah. screamed with her boobs oh. hanging out, as you do. And then he reopened the curtain. Right. By the way, yeah. you're like, perfect. Like, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that after that I have this note that just says this movie equals sexual harassment. Yeah, <laughs> the, his it's, conversation with the police officer is so right. gross and like yikes. It's a yeah. joke that like back in the eighties landed a lot better, and now I mean obviously What's nowadays the joke. <laughs> I don't know, like yeah, Katie, stick it. To no, yeah, I didn't mean it no, like I, that. I meant like I I think that there he's still. I will say that this movie was not as cringe as I thought it would could yeah. be like, cause I was waiting around the corner of like, Whoa, yeah. I was fully waiting for some, I felt very on yeah. fire homophobia that never really dropped. There's, which, there's some baby homophobia. There's some baby homophobia. Yeah. But like, even with her in the shower, it's like, it's so inappropriate, but he is still a little bit of like, 
the lower status or he thinks he is. And then his conversation with the police officer, I think, is what bothered me more. And I don't know if that's where the joke came. And I can't really remember what it was like. Now, I mean, it's just this like, I think the joke is, hey, reward boobs by being just sort of this buffoon going. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a very like, again, like you said, the jokes on him, but it's still very male gazy and very oh like, you know, oh that's the obviously whole joke. that's yeah, the joke of and so it just still feels like but I mean, yeah maybe. and then to throw the politics in it it's just like with the stories of trump like wandering into like miss teen usa and basically doing mm-hmm. this whole thing it's like is this as innocent as like this mm-hmm. man would have done like he had to like you can tell when you know you're in a women, woman's shower compared to a men's shower and uh, you're just yeah. like wow it smells like lavender i bet this is a fraternity house it's like no <laughs> you know where you are um, yeah yeah for somebody that's wanting to be like in a hot tub with college girls you just be like like how how old is he supposed to be here i mean is he 60 is he i guess he's got to be close to in, 6 in real life he was 65 in this movie um but and I guess if he was a little kid in the 40s. 49. Oh. Who's 49? Oh. That blonde uh, lady who Diane, I think looks like an Afghan hot, dog. Hot lips. I know. I kind of, oh my God. I kind of thought that Wait, like, her, her name was Hot Lips in MASH. I wasn't sort of making yeah, yeah. a comment. Yeah, um, that's kind of how she's most famous for him, right, yeah. MASH? Like um, uh, Sally Kellerman, is that her name? Yeah. He like just recently died actually this year. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, but I... I it was weird that like she almost seems older than that and I think it's partly her ma- her makeup yeah. like the it's way that, that she's carrying makeup. herself yeah because I it's thought the that teeth. they were yeah right I thought that they were a little closer in age and I was like okay like at least it's so not I. you know like yeah a 20 year age difference except it kind of is <laughs> I was like oh Cool. No, I, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, it's a pretty age appropriate, like right. love interest. And then sort of not. But yeah, I, guess. I think it's only because he's so much older. Like, the, you know, once you get a little farther on, it doesn't it's not like 40 to 20. Yeah. Right. Speaking of love interests, uh, Jason is in love with a very tall woman or he's very <laughs> small. That's OK. That's OK. But I feel like she's like the grow. If Vicky, the robot could grow up from small wonder, <laughs> it would become this woman because Similar hairstyle for sure. The hair is the same. And I think she's just as like mechanical and vapid. And he was also, upon seeing her, she's like, he's in love with like somebody who's doing cosplay from the 1950s. Like she was, she looked like that. She looked like a poodle skirt. She looked like a character from Greece. It was really kind of wild. Fun fact, uh, probably from seeing her play in this movie, uh, she became a character in one of the Star Treks. I want to say like Space oh, yeah. Nine. And she was like this being that was like a thousand years old and has inhabited different bodies. And so she was like this hot young woman, but yet was like this 800 year old. Oh man like had been a man in the past and you know i got um, to learn about that from my couch mate and then i yeah. hated her even more because apparently every nerd has a crush on her so mm. isn't she was she married to her leonard like a board. 
a just board. like like just, the board of a nonprofit or like yes I think no, like a plank just like her personality is just that's very, what I mean about like, Vicky she's like a little robot yeah. like eh, yeah. eh. <laughs> okay well let's get into this now because I'm I also she kind of had like Meredith Salinger vibes from um Dream a Little Dream for me actually. Wow, I'm surprised you're even mentioning Dream a Little Dream. I know, right now. I know. As I said, I like <laughs> said Meredith Salinger, and then in my head, I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna have to give Dream a little dream like any airtime. <laughs> uh, um, but she um now I can't remember. Oh, so I think we're supposed to be rooting for this love story, but I need some clarification of like, is he doing her homework? Like, is she just using no. him? That was, a, was joke a joke that she said in the library. Yeah. I think it was a joke, but she doesn't, because she's a robot. <laughs> she did not sell it. <laughs> she did not sell the joke. Ha, 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 she was like, ha, 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 I need you ha. to do my homework. Well, it was rough because the whole time Annie and I were like, this sucks. Like this kid's getting used. I, I fully expected a turn where she was going to run off with Cobra Kai and we're going to realize that she's shallow and he should focus on whoever else. It's maybe mm. Robert Downey Jr. I don't know. But yeah. then at the end, I'm like, oh, maybe I misunderstood. Maybe he wasn't doing her homework the whole time. <laughs> was Robert Downey Jr. only cast as like colorful oh haired God. friendship eccentrics forever? Or is it just in the 80s? Like it was him and John Cryer, I guess. Just in like, the 80s. Like, yeah. Oh, wait. Was Robert Downey Jr. in St. Almost Fire? Yes. Rob Lowe. Oh, oh. Rob Lowe. I get them. But confused. same but he could have been. Okay. But I'm sure he went out for the role. Um, okay, because then that would have been four movies, but it's still just three. His character in Home for the Holidays was a little... It's the same. same wild. Yeah. yeah. And Weird Science, I can't... Um, well, Weird Science, he's more of the bully, but he's kind of the same style of kid, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he brings a really weird energy and time. yeah he was on snl at the time and was oh, right. having to like travel like coast oh, to coast to... that's interesting oh. is he i know you know he's obviously related to robert downey senior. senior is he related to morton downey jr um do you think that is that was like that a is. comedian all right i'm gonna look that up for later commentary i know him about... mainly from mad is Magazine. he related to sammy D- davis jr <laughs> that's a good question count their eyes then you then you'll know um, oh my god so okay should we get into this they they are all okay the the dad is paying for things at school including the books and then he builds a a mega room which right. is which pretty cool you know, it's pretty cool i'm not gonna lie like i love a good like ricky schroeder you know silver spoons magical room of a thing and so he did he turn three rooms into that mega room is that what happened there were definitely three doors but i mean i would have assumed that rdj and jason were already roommates <laughs> but they went in separate doors like they weren't i know so i don't but they basically got yeah i thought they were too it's way bigger than yeah it's even so three big rooms would and be it has like and a there's kitchen like a hot, and a hot, a hot tub, tub room. I thought that too. I was like, what room is this? And Annie thought that they built it, like that he had it like built immediately. Well, they knocked down all the walls. Yeah. Um, and turned it into a mega room, but there's yeah. still bedrooms in the mega room. So it's crazy. I know. It's like a whole floor. Yeah, it's a whole floor. And they um, they start class with with the other villain of this movie, who is the dean Philip? of the business school, Philip, yeah. uh, who drives a, a wrong side of the car British convertible. Um, and of course, 
Yeah. Also, I knew this guy was British like, before he talked. Love triangle with Diane. Um, Which is really hard to figure out how serious Philip and Diane are. Because Diane's it makes Diane, alone, she is, she's wild. <laughs> Diane does I what Diane wants, I'm y'all. there for it, man. Every five minutes she reevaluates. <laughs> um, I just like couldn't, uh, yeah, it, I'm kind of there for it too. It was, and she went in hard passionate. for, for Dangerfield. Right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Diane, but like, what is it about Rodney Dangerfield that has you feeling so hot right. and bothered? His joie de vivre, you know. I he's, guess so. It's like an older James Joyce, sir. <laughs> Can you imagine walking into someone's class and they read that, like, they start out, like, your oh first introduction to them is them, like, sexu- like, like, sexy reading. How big is that English class, first of all? It's, like, so big. Yeah. yeah. So many people. Right. And then she just comes on that tiny stage. She's on a and stage. Reads James Joyce. Like, <laughs> it's a sex phone line. Like, yeah, you like, totally. call it. And you're like, read me something Irish and long. Right. Oh, incomprehensible. And, uh, God. So, what else? What else? What else do we get into? Basically, um, oh, Rodney Dangerfield is wearing a robe through the campus square because he doesn't want to change in front of this is where we get some right crime homophobia he doesn't want to change in front of men in the locker room so he comes dressed in his like maybe it was so homophobic that he couldn't understand the reference because he says i knew why i mean i I, like i know what he's gonna talk about but then you're like wait what (laughs) he said he did say out loud i think he said i I don't shower with guys i don't shower with men he was like if you if you if you change in front of them, then the next thing you know, you're showering next to them. Then you, the next thing you know, you're showering with them. The next thing you know, a monkey's got your pocket. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was like totally. I couldn't understand what he said, and maybe it's like so homophobic that it's like uh, just over well, my head. Because I was like, is is this is the joke that he's so out of touch and is so homophobic that it's like insane? Or is it that is like it was a gay joke and like, hey, don't shower with other men. Yeah, unless unless I'm wrong, I feel like the vocals on homophobia were louder in the 80s, but there was still a much more relaxed feeling about men being naked and showering around each other versus today where homophobia is still loud. Don't don't get me wrong, but it's probably more quieter. And then there's I don't know. Maybe I'm people are just so weird about their bodies. They're so right. I mean, um, I, I got the sense that this was like a joke. Like there's so much of this movie that is just shoehorning his stand-up act into it. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. guess was, is like, this is something that he had said once, or this was a, a beat that he could be that guy. It's like, let me tell you about this, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we get the the sprinklings of sort of what's going to come at the end of just him talking with the diving coach um, about his like former glory days of doing the yeah. triple Lindy and that sort of thing. Um, How bad of a tryout do you think Jason had that he didn't make the team? Yeah, he's a pretty good diver. I mean, right. how good do you have to be to be on a, what is it called? Like Lakeside College great lakes or something. Great and Grand Lakes College. And it was team. something like I like the D1. coach had the coach had lost like 16 like years in a row, like a losing season. It was not a good diving team. I was reading that they got a men's diving team. I can't remember what university 
to be the diving team, but they told them because they weren't supposed to be a good diving team. They told them right. to like do their worst, which is still kind of weird to think about. But which yeah. I think my dad was in a program for like sports administration and their diving team like needed an extra person. And so mm. they recruited him and he was like, you know, I'm, I'm not a diver. And they're like, we just need you to jump in the pool so we don't get like disqualified. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> try, try to do a flip, but like we don't, we That's don't need cool. you to. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Rodney, uh, what is this whole anti-pep oh, rally like yeah. side plot? I'm like, this seems such like a waste of time. I don't know. This is to justify Robert Downey Jr.'s I guess so. role in the movie. But he goes he had- to like, he, he throws paint on the on the players on the divers on the football uh, no player. on the football team yeah I mean, oh it just seems yeah so i think he's just this uh, i don't know avant-garde like right. like in college do people do it's that like it's counterculture like, yeah you're like again like against the system but then you're just being such a aggressive ass like a like, jerk yeah i mean i, I felt the same way when he kicked cobra kai out of the line like he wouldn't let him cut in the line oh, yeah. it's like mm. this is really going to come back at jason who's on his team and like if i was jason i've been like no you can cut man it's okay yeah, it's okay. it was chill out first of all like yeah this wasn't the rubbing for my dumber it's like you just let someone else cut in line with you i know and you didn't care at all and it was like iffy if that was cool and now you're just saying completely no to this other person and you're you're talking about all the reasons why you shouldn't have let the first person cut in line and it's just i don't know I know. And it's like, fine, if that's your last day on earth, or maybe even at that school, but you're like a freshman, like you're going to be dealing with this guy forever. Yeah. Like, and he's a prominent, I don't know. It was really weird. And I, I, I guess it's just supposed to be kind of like his wild card character from home for the holidays that gives two shits. <laughs> but yeah, then they're at this bar, uh, Roddy Dayton-Trefield's like, partying hard. And then of course the football team shows up and there is a big old brawl. Kind of like necessary roughness. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except uh, the characters in here don't just scurry for a second. Like Jason literally just hides the whole time. It's amazing. Um, it shows and... that beer with that person, that sailor, that woman sailor under the. <laughs> there is, yeah, there was a Rick and Morty episode where uh, Jerry, who's like the milk toast dad, uh, there's like riots and he just crawls and he's like, I just started crying, crawling and it worked and I kept crawling and crawling. And it was just like, that's what Jason is doing here. And, yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know. Are we at but. the bar now where Ronnie Dangerfield hits on these like two young women and makes them hang out with his driver? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Like, Which- I just were made to believe that they're like, oh, you're so interesting. I know. Bella. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about, uh, I mean, this is a kind of a offshoot tangent, but like, um, I think it might've been in Amy Poehler's book, like, yes, please. Where she says something about like SNL was writing a skit where like her and a bunch of other, like younger in their twenties, cat, like female cast members, this, the, the sketch was that they were like fawning over like Mick Jagger and they were just like obsessed with sleeping with Mick Jagger. And like, eventually she talked to the writers and she's like, do you know that I don't want to sleep with Mick Jagger? Like, do you really like I am but I believe that 24 and he's like 60. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, which yeah, I believe that more too. But I think there is this thing, this like myth of like these old like older men, like these younger women are just 
compel, you know, like they're just like lose their minds. I feel like it's this like older man's fantasy. It's the of reason they can is. convince people to come to like alumni events and donate money to their colleges. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe gross. I don't know. Gross. <laughs> um, so like a fight breaks out at this bar because the football team shows up with the paint and the chauffeur starts the brawl. And he's supposed to be like super intimidating. Oh which... yeah, I know. Or just really good at fighting, I guess. But yeah, I thought about that. I'm like, this football guy would like Rocky's They're all friend like, oh, is no. so small. <laughs> yeah. And then they shove somebody's head in a jukebox, which does would not murder him. Murder him, right? Yeah, you just uh, yeah, it's glass, glass, broken glass broken on your skull. neck. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good at all. Uh, so then we we get back to the uh, Diane's class um, where, yeah, some shit goes on. But it, <laughs> afterwards, she agrees to uh, tutor Thornton Mellon, Roddy Dangerfield. Yeah. And- Thornton Mellon is Thornton his name. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. And- is that only so that they could make that melon patch kid joke? I think so. Oh, the melon patch kids. Yeah. Which I didn't understand that at all. It's like, you know, well, they're, they're not chubby or cabbage patch kids. Yeah. But the whole thing was like, they're not uh, orphans. They're abandoned. So it's better. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I think that's just a dumb joke. So, so yeah. A really dumb joke. Yeah. Uh, so we have this like date where that they go on where she just, as you said, jumps into it whole hog. Real you know? fast. Um, like it keeps on going too. Like they go from place to place to place. <laughs> and then like Philip sees them and Philip's like, who were, it's just, a, I mean, maybe this is brilliant of this movie. Like we're, he's supposed to be a villain, but like, I of course feel bad for Philip. Yeah. Because yeah. they have plans. They, <laughs> they did have plans. <laughs> they're dating. And she then didn't she's... even call him. <laughs> she's not good. She's not good. She's... And, and then she says, oh, hello. I'm going to go sleep with this guy. <laughs> yeah. um, it's wild. And then he's it. like, you got, you got to be kidding me. It's like, right. Yeah. Like this seems wild. Like <laughs> you need to get away from this woman is like a lunatic. Uh then we get sort of this montage of him cheating, of basically getting all these famous people to do his homework. Kurt Vonnegut yeah. writes a paper about Kurt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing like an internship with the monkey. What is even going on? And like, I all think... I can think about is what Jeff has told me about chimpanzees in movies, which is that basically once a chimpanzee is in a movie, they can't go back to just being chimpanzees anymore. And there's like all these studies on they it. They get too much of an ego. They get too, no, <laughs> they become like too, too humanized. So they don't want <laughs> to just be chimpanzees anymore. Like there were all these chimps for a long time in movies and stuff like smoking. They trained them to smoke cigarettes and eat pizza yep. and all this. And then the chimps are like, I want to smoke cigarettes of and eat course. pizza. Like, of course. I'm not going to be a fucking I mean, monkey it's, anymore. It's very sad. I mean, they evolved so quickly. <laughs> so quickly. It makes me so it's depressed. Getting a job. Just yeah. They don't get to just like be off and be like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Now they're like, well, well, I need to smoke cigarettes. And I need to. As seen in the movie Congo, which I'm hoping we are going to do in our next hundred for sure. We will do but eventually. I, yeah. I did. I mean, I did have the notes that like the 80s loved pairing comedians with monkeys. It was just <laughs> Every other Johnny there was Carson a full house show. episode, of course. Yeah, Clint Eastwood Joey, did it. You know, Joey Gladstone got paired with a monkey. All of them, and then like, didn't speaking of Joey, didn't Joey from Friends do a full on movie with a monkey? 
called well, Ed. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was a monkey in Friends for the of longest course, Marcel. time. Marcel. I mean, I wonder <laughs> not a chimpanzee. If, yeah. Like, I wonder if, like, to Jeff's comment, it's like maybe once they figured out how terrible this was, it ended. But for a while, it was just like requisite that yeah. any famous comedian or actor would have to be with a monkey at some point on screen. Um, I did like those monkeys eating pizza, which again, not terrible, but they're holding it. It's equivalent of like um, adorable free Willie's fin flop. I think so this, I mean, the practicality of the movie, I think, I think he needs a lab credit, right? Oh, right. So this is his lab. And so the researcher is just like, you know, all you do is just like pop in another video and like observe them, which seems really important. <laughs> like, yeah. who knows what he's supposed to like? He doesn't know what he's taking notes on. He screws it up. Um, yeah. So then, you know, we we finish that. We get to this like dive meet uh, where sort of Jason finds out or it's not true, but he thinks that his dad got him on the team. Oh, um, yeah. Because Chaz like tells him that. Um, and then he screws up, up the dive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we find out there are like going to be two dueling parties. Um, now that cave people party looked really fun. Okay. Well, yes. And I can tell you uh, what it's generally the worst fraternities on campus. Do I mean, I have a case do study of one parties or, ca- no, or cavemen parties, cavemen parties. It was always like the really meathead ones. That oh. did, and they were awful. Cause it was, I don't know. I think I like went to one and like, some guy came by and just spat out beer into like the chest of the person next to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done I went to such beer. a small school that all of our frat parties were like people like drinking out of like wine glasses. No, that's not true at all. They used to like do this thing at my school where they would put an orange fence around things. I think I've said this, but anyway, anything inside the orange fence you could drink inside of. So they would like get a permit to put an orange fence around a frat house. And it was like, as long as you were inside of that, you were fine. Oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, maybe. Um, I didn't understand in this costuming though of like why cavemen had like hair like like little Richard. Like they had like very yeah, they tight didn't have curly hair. I didn't get it. Why would that it, make you more caveman? Like Cobra Kai's hair is caveman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like the shaggy. <laughs> it's like Barney Rubble. <laughs> I don't know. That is no, weird. I think it was like from cartoons or something like that. It was just this very like, like wig like. Yeah, very f- interesting. I, don't know. I mean, I get the or, longer. I always thought of it was like more of a shag mullet kind of thing. Picture like the dioramas you think of in like mm. old timey mm. museums, and that's yeah, the hair that's that they're true. going for. And it's just the cheap wig version of that. Yeah, and, that might that might yeah. be the case. That's interesting. You know what okay. makes for a better party? Boingo, 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 boingo. Yeah, boingo, boingo. What a weird looking fella that's that yeah danny elfman yeah danny elfman julia roberts husband no is that a different guy what's his name no, no that's that is uh, lyle lovett lyle lovett no <laughs> keep going carry on um but yeah and so they have the the big party oingo boingo is playing it um which i think at the caveman party, it's a Michael Bolton metal song that's playing. I think there's a factoid that said that. Um, Daniel Motor. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's um, what I was thinking of. But yeah, uh, so we have this party. Uh, our DJ is doing fart dancing. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> it was fart dancing. And Jason is getting super drunk and belligerent and wearing sunglasses at night. Do you know who Danny Elfman was married to? Is married Jenna to? Elfman? Uh, no. Um, Bridget. Diane Keaton. Bridget Fonda. Oh, huh. interesting. Cool. Huh. Okay. Carry on. Well, this is where Jason loses his stuff at his father because he thinks... I have a clarifying question. Jason... Yeah when he's diving before the party and he doesn't do well, did he do that on purpose because he didn't want no. anybody to think he was faking or he was getting, cause like Cobra Kai says like, you know, I bet your father bribed the judges too or something. He just got, it just got in his head. He got in his head. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So. It's interesting. This movie like has these two different stakes situations that I feel like they can't figure out which one they care about more. Like one is like, they have to insert some tension between Jason and Rodney Dangerfield because it's been great until sure. now. And then the other stake is Rodney Dangerfield getting kicked out of college. And it's just an interesting, they almost develop them at the same time with not that much commitment to either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's a plot point that just let's, let's move it into act three. Um, you have some kind of conflict. They have a couple of little conflicts that like, yeah, not nothing has like huge stakes to it, but mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, we get uh, the idea that we have to have this oral exam for oh my Thornton. God. Um, yeah. So we get a studying montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, montage. <laughs> I did think that the shower reading was funny. As I thought like it was holding. so cute. He has this like little hat on. He looks like the kid from It. He has like a little yellow cap on, and uh, I, I thought that was really kind of fun. I, I liked the montage. I liked everybody getting on board and helping him out. I thought it was fun. And then him and Sally Kellerman are just full on a couple. It seems like Suddenly. they're like making out and studying behind each other's backs. And oh, stuff. right, yeah. And seems, seems like, like a that's conflict. A conflict. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that seems like higher stakes. Like she just loses her yeah. job as a tenured professor. Let's follow that movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, I want a movie about <laughs> Diane, that's for sure. Oh, my God. Um, and then, um, so we get, I guess, sort of the dueling scenes of him passing the oral mm-hmm. exams and then the final uh, meet. Dive. Of course, he sort of does well in the exams by, like, passing the really detailed economics questions, like one question in eighty. Four points or whatever it is and then for diane he just has to recite a poem and then says he likes it yeah, um totally and i and guess then, i loved the end where she's like you got straight d's <laughs> you passed straight d's in one a it was I so mean, funny if you were to get straight d's are you is that passing i don't know i guess i have I mean, I no idea it depends on the school right i mean like for nursing school no like yeah. for certain so for certain things no but i guess a, as an a freshman undergraduate like i guess that's a good question i mean Maybe they're not kicking you out for that oh he's a freshman yeah right 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 right. freshman valedictorian but i mean i don't think and can... then he graduates no yeah. they make an all pandemic comment that like it's the first right. time that a freshman's ever given the valedictorian <laughs> the commencement I mean, speech is like right. he's not staying in college though well that was kind of the whole stakes of him getting yeah. kicked out like is he going to be there for four years with his son and who's running the business like it felt like halfway through this movie they remembered like oh yeah like we have to reference the fact that he runs this business so the well there's from- all those people in the boardroom that could run the business yeah i guess so yeah 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 but he's always and then his secretary is there 
Um, but yeah, of course we have uh, the the meet. You know, Chaz fakes an injury, so he doesn't have to go, and then they recruit. Uh, Thor, you've got thoughts, Kenny. Why does he do that? Why does Cobra Kai fake an injury? Because he didn't do well the first time. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. He just he he's in his own mind now. Right. And then follow up. Why then can't somebody else? Because he was already going to go twice. So yeah. why couldn't Jason go twice or anybody Agreed. else in that team? Compl- okay, so there's not a rational. No, it doesn't weak, make sense. It's a weak point. Yeah. Well, especially because. They shouldn't have had him go already. <laughs> Chaz. Like just right. have him like, you know, it's it was really confusing. Which I do love the YouTube videos of pitch meetings. Um, that guy I'm blanking on the guy's name, but uh Google them. They're they're mm. awesome. They just sort of pick apart plot points and they do it in a really funny way. So mm, pitch meetings. We'll do. Look it up. Um, but yeah, so Thornton gets up there and does the triple Lindy, uh, mm-hmm. which they add an extra springboard in um yeah quick <laughs> not yeah that would be real so we're gonna construct an extra diving board for hang around our collegiate for two out like what's the fastest like an hour no like a month like they have to construct a new i don't know yeah there's not, yeah. not like just slots for springboards to be no there. i mean yeah totally um i also had a note of like i know I, this is a total snl sketch with will ferrell and sherry o'terry but like are there cheerleaders at dive meets and <laughs> swim teams? Isn't that the uh, whole joke that there's yeah. they can't hear anybody? And of course you're not going to cheer while they're diving. Right. Also, you're not allowed to just cheat and blow air horns. And Oh my God. Put, I know. Yeah. I know. RDJ's the worst. The mirror um, thing would be harder to prove. The, sure. The mirror Joe thing. But like, get this asshole that just blew the air horn <laughs> out of here. Everyone around him knows it was him. They could just... I know. The judge was basically the equivalent of a tennis, like, quiet, please. Reminder, don't blow air horns <laughs> as people are, like, diving, like, you know, hundreds of feet in the air. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, that's that's the movie. That is Back to School. I like to always say that's the movie when Katie's going to take a sip of tea. <laughs> Uh, and they I, play respect at the end which i i think in ladybugs i think they just turn the camera to him and he's like i tell you i don't get any respect i mean i think he just says it to the camera so i was expecting that but i'm like oh okay they just played the song <laughs> you know i just now made that connection oh um, really like i did not real make that, dummy. Yeah. Oh, no i didn't oh. either well i was kind of waiting for it um or rather i was waiting for him to say it so. yeah um, any questions? I have one more question, which I, I think I actually just forgot. Um, so now I have to think about what it is. I think my, I, my brain is overloaded, but, um, did anybody else have any other questions that we didn't I answer? don't. My question couchmate is in Europe right now. So. Oh, fancy. Fancy. Fancy, fancy. Fancy, yeah. <laughs> fancy in your fancy. Well, Jeez. I'll have to think if I can remember my question. I should have written it down. I'm like a bad student. Yeah. I don't remember things. You uh, need to get the secretary from Ferris Bueller to... I did remember my question. What's up with the people in the office of uh, fat and tall and fat? Just like, why are they eating so much? Is it because... The joke is that if yeah. you're overweight, you have no eating control. Yeah. And also like the people in that meeting weren't all overweight. And also like what a dumb old fashioned 
notion that it is always a food control issue as it relates to somebody's well, and then they couldn't yeah. like body size the door afterwards. Did you? They like all jammed the same door. Like the Ugh. whole the yeah, whole it was boardroom. Bad. It was bad. The whole fat and tall store thing was kind of just like one big like fat shaming joke, like misconstrued yeah notions. It was stuff. bad. I yeah. didn't I didn't much care for it. Speaking of which, how about Hummers, Bombers, and Dummers? Um, let's start with um Dummers. Hmm. I think my dumber is in the bar when they're there. There's like this whole like elaborate setup of this band that's playing. It's like super elaborate. They like show the band and they like set it all up and then, well, they cut away from it. Um, and so I thought maybe like that was just it. <laughs> like they, they had this like whole band playing and then they like cut away. Mm. I just feel like movies in the eighties love to like film bands performing or maybe that's yeah. all the time. I, and, and then Ronnie Dangerfield does that like super uncomfortable singing while that eighties woman like dances around him, like Courtney Cox and dancing in the dark, like meets flash oh, dance. Yeah. And I just didn't like it. It it made me feel weird and dumb. I thought it was dumb. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it was because just music videos weren't Mm. big or were coming around. And so it was just like, wow, music and something's actually going on. Mm. Um, I'm going to be, it's sort of the final thing with Jason and I don't know. Robot lady, um, Valerie, <laughs> Valerie, uh, where he's like, I love you. And she's like, that's like the longest sentence you've ever said to me. And then she's like, I love you, too. And right. just like, I don't get how she went from <laughs> A to Z on that of just yeah. like, mm-hmm. we've never like met or had a conversation. Why would you be saying, I, oh, wait, I love you. I, I can't control it. And it just, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it just. It was so out of left field. Yeah. Um, I think I had, I didn't like note a bunch of them for this movie, but like, I think um, my dumber is going to be a little bit of a fact, I suppose, where this movie was filmed. Cause I was wondering if it was filmed in university of Vermont. Cause it kind of looked like Burlington to me when they were driving up there, but I guess a lot of it was filmed in university of Wisconsin. Yeah. And then also um, USC. Yeah. yeah. So USC and then Cal state. Um, LA and so (laughs) when they're walking in for the first like dive practice they are in Wisconsin and it is fall and it is like foggy and then they walk into the swim complex and it is summer and sunny (laughs) and it's also just like it didn't even it was so distracting not even so much the weather but like you just walked in a building to go outside didn't i mean like it didn't really make much sense and it was also (laughs) i will say like if we're in the great lakes or wisconsin like that stuff is indoors like you're gonna have an indoor diving complex because otherwise otherwise you just get you don't use it that much you know you're diving into ice well right like and you have to dive year round um so anyway i was like kind of distracting to me i was like I, i like honestly the whole like the camera lighting was so different all of it just like changed Mm. um even though like i liked the outdoor you know i like an outdoor dive meet and certainly it was like a callback to like rodney dangerfield's like time diving as an acrobat on the beach it's nice to see everyone like diving in the sun but um anyway yeah that's my dumber (laughs) 
Bummers. Bummers. <laughs> Bummers. <laughs> um, I think mine is going to be off a factoid or fact mm. rather uh, that I read. It was that uh, William Zabka realized that he was being typecast as the bad guy in this movie. Oh my God, this was going to be my bummer. Go oh. on. No, it's okay. It was a pivot bummer. I'll, yeah. I'll pivot again. Okay. Um, and I, because I was going to let you do this one earlier, because I know the second movie um, is one of your favorites of just one of the guys where he's the bad guy as well. Yeah. And it was like on this one, he's like, oh shit, I'm being mm-hmm. like typecast. And everything right. I've heard is he's like, great. And uh, he's aged in, very well. Yeah. In Cobra Kai, I think he's the best part of that show. And he's the best sort of like, I love his character and stuff like that, mm-hmm. even though I haven't continued watching it. He is a very funny character. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, it sucks that he got typed because he also Pigeon wanted to hold. make this role like funnier and stuff like yeah. that. And I, I think we saw like glimpses of it mm-hmm. where yeah. it, it could have been sort of a cool nuanced character, but you just, you don't do that sort of thing in eighties comedies. So yeah. I, well, if, I was, it's any, if it means anything, I just was going to say he does get to be quite funny on Cobra Kai. Yeah. I think he's like the one of the funniest characters. Whereas well, like- Go ahead, go ahead. Danielson is not funny. Danielson. <laughs> Danielson. I I was reading that he like Phil, it sounds like the same fact where I think he I think he thought his performance was more funny. Like he gave his character a funny walk or something. Right. And I think they just mm. edited it full out. Dang. Which you can kind of tell in a way. Like it's almost like he should have been in the movie a little more. Right. Yeah. But they also split between Jason and Ronnie Dangerfield. So you have like almost like two main characters in right. a way. So interesting um well i'm glad you brought up that fact and i'm just gonna pivot i mean honestly my original bummer the only thing i wrote a bummer down next to was the whole like boardroom like yeah. fat shaming thing which i really just hated and it started that way too so i was like oh what how much of this movie is gonna right. be this but i'm gonna pivot to um just because we haven't talked about it yet um sam kinnison oh, um right. is uh, not yeah. so i i'd say that my bummer is that if Sam Kinison is not screaming, I actually really like him. Like I, I like his comedy. And I was thinking too, cause I, I think I've read before. I didn't look it up this time that he was kind of like a preacher. Like he kind of came up in these like Southern churches thing. Like he, or maybe in Texas, like he, you, and you can tell like, he's a very believable teacher until he screams like a maniac. Yeah. And I think my he's bummer like is, is racist. Like, Right. I wrote sure. that I, down. Yeah. I don't know what he said, but I'm just... sure it was. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, or somebody says, I think Ronnie Dangerfield makes a racist comment. No, but but I I mean, he, maybe Sam, he's Sam more Kinnison like a sure warmonger too. in this of just like, he's yeah, for like ever yeah. foreigners are bad and we and need to go pro, to war. like Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, and I guess he had gone to Vietnam, but I guess my bummer is just that like so much of his comedy was just that like screaming and destruction. It's almost like Gallagher or something. And um, I haven't seen enough of it just because I get so turned off by that. Oh. So I don't know if like, if that's actually how he does it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was scared of him as a kid. I remember. Same. I was like, really Whoa. scared. I was like, his face would get really red. And I, yeah. And yeah. that just became his shtick. And like, it's kind of this thing of like, impressive is not entertaining, you know, yeah. like, right. but it was that thing in the, like, who's that wrestler? Was it Roddy Roddy Piper? Or what was the one that got really <laughs> red faced? Roddy Roddy Piper. And which... I just like thought they were the same person that I was scared mm, of both yeah. of them as a kid. But yet I, I enjoyed like... Roddy Roddy Piper. Did you? I don't know. Yeah. 
well it's kind of a better setting for it yeah <laughs> yeah than a stand-up show yeah um how, is are we uh no wait hummers no it's you i think you have to do bummers a bummer oh okay my bummer is going to be diane i just mm. she she just she's i want to pl- applaud her um sexual creativity i guess i'm bummed out that she like falls in love with rodney dangerfield so fast and mm. like that she that like i'm thinking of the scene where she, he, she's talking about the great gatsby and he's like she's like what do you think mr fat and tall and he's like oh yeah the great gatsby was great and then she's like see me after class so we can fall in love i'll yeah, tell you totally. forever i love you and yeah like, he's stupid and he's like you're a college professor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're a college professor <laughs> who at least has a master's if not a doctorate like this is not the man for you he's not the she, man for she's you she's got a she's got a phd for yeah, the school she's yeah. a doctor like she doesn't need this so it just bums me out and it's because i'm just like go be with you know philip at least he's got his shit together Phillips usually do. Yeah. <laughs> On the surface. What did you anyway? say, Katie? Yeah. He's very handsome. I think he's very, very handsome. handsome. I thought he was because like, I originally I didn't. And then the more they showed him, like, this guy's really good looking. And he mm. again, he became more of a sympathetic character because she became more of a real wild card. And so you're like, maybe this guy's like totally fine. He's just in a world of chaos. Yeah. Um, and kind of slightly unrelated, but fun fact that maybe you guys read was that um originally. And now I'm like getting paranoid that we've talked about this uh, at this podcast, but that originally the part of Rodney Dangerfield was written to be like a very poor, like working class, um, like character that goes back to college. And then I think Harold Ramis switched it yeah. and suggested it'd be better if he was rich, which it totally is. Like, it's I so much better. Oh, yeah. I think so. So I, I so enjoyed the joke's that. not on like the joke is better that he's priv- very privileged and has money. And yeah. Hummers. Okay. Hummers. Hummers? I, I, I have a Hummer Dumber bummer. Oh. oh, but if if you are going to say a fat joke, okay, I like this one, which is when in the commercial where he says, "Do you look at a menu and say, okay?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If you're gonna say a fat joke, I think that's a funny fat joke. I don't like fat jokes for the record, yeah. or or body shaming jokes. But there's just something about that that's very simple that um, makes made me did sort of made me like go in a time machine to 1986 and laugh at it mm-hmm. as if I was from 1986 and then go back to the future. He had really good delivery on it, too. That's yeah. what I it, mean. Sometimes it's like Rodney Dangerfield sometimes seems like he's doing an impression of himself. Yeah. But in that, he's just being himself. Yeah. Like in that commercial, he was just delivering. And sometimes yeah. it sometimes his facial expressions like coming back in and doing like the bug eyed thing is a little bit of like an impression of himself. Yeah. Well, um, also, at the time, yeah. he was very no. Very, very much known for being in Miller Lite ads. I think oh, yeah. Sally Kellerman only knew him from those, mm-hmm. um, which I like went and watched all of them and they're not great. Um, they're just mm, interesting. They're not very funny. I mean, it's just cheesy and mm-hmm. ads have gotten better. Well, that's why in this movie, like all of the beer is Miller Lite. I yeah. Because he had a contract. I think it right. like legally yep. had to be just interesting that like something like that could infiltrate like a movie you were in, which is weird. 
Um, I'll let you go first. So I no, yeah. Well, I don't know. I have I have several actually that I wrote down, but um, I think my Hummer in, in truth, like the most most of the things that I noted as possible Hummers, um, kind of revolved around Jason. So I think I'm just wow. gonna make the character of Jason my Hummer. But there's like I at the very first thing that I remember like thinking I really like this is that like when Rodney Dangerfield goes to the school and he's like I just found out you're not on the dive team and you're a towel like you're a towel boy and like you're not in the frat and Jason I can I can explain I can explain all that I lied yeah (laughs) and I like that it I thought we were going to watch a movie where he where Jason is just trying to convince all of his friends to like create like perpetuate this lie and I liked that it was busted immediately and then I also like that they Except for the whole tension of like him getting mad because he's cheating and he thinks that he's bribed his way onto the dive team. In general, they like really like each other. They like yep. spending time. Jason laughs at him or with him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I mean, sometimes he's humiliated, but mostly I think he's delighted by his father and just feels like he's like a really funny, charismatic guy. Um, and that was kind of nice that like there wasn't some, I don't know, adversarial relationship and that's what i mean too where like this actor played that pretty well because he's just kind of not the big personality that his father is but he can still like delight in him so i thought that was cool hmm. i did mine... like their relationship oh, too yeah yeah. No, that's all. yeah mine is going to be a little bit of a curveball that uh my hummer is going to be diane and vanessa mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just like they're they are nuts man um <laughs> Like I, I personally think Diane is just as likely to instantly shoot uh, Thornton Mellon like tomorrow. Oh, who knows? Um, who knows what she's going to do? So I'm not as bummed that she like fell for like this buffoon, even though she's a PhD. Because I, I think she's insane. Um, <laughs> and, and I was just, I was, she's just, she's going to go somewhere else tomorrow, um, do or do something crazy, and. Same with like Vanessa. Something is behind her dead shark-like eyes. That <laughs> she does have shark-like eyes. She's yeah. There is a movie to be made about these people and how insane. I, I think she's a serial killer, and I just think Sally or Diane is is just a, a whimsical nut. And <laughs> while I don't agree with their choices, I found them entertaining. <laughs> Should we talk about our outfits? Let's talk Let's about, talk about our outfits. Outfits. <laughs> outfits. Our 101st outfits. Boy, what are we doing with all these clothes? I hope we have a charity auction one day. Oh my gosh, I forgot that that was um, a question that um, listener and past Titanic introer Stacy S, partner of Oscar S, had asked is like, what do we do with all of these clothes? Like, mm. how big are our closets? Like, are we keeping them? Do we swap them? Which was, I appreciate the question. I'm sorry, I only asked it now. I should have asked it for our hundredth. I set mine on fire instantly <laughs> when, uh, like, the Zoom lady says, your recording has finished. Um, <laughs> like an inspector gadget. Kind of. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I try to recycle mine, you know, use them for other things. Luckily, I work in theater, so some of it can just go mm. right into that. That's helpful. I feel like a real schmuck because they're just piling up and taking mm. up all of our storage. <laughs> I, have no, I have no plan. Katie. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Maria Kondo, that stuff. Yeah, totally. Well, I can talk about um, Philip's outfit. Mm, thank you. 
since that'll burn in just a few minutes, <laughs> yeah. which is, I like your homage to Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. with that Bruce Springsteen bandana, since there was a, a fun trick to get people out of the bookstore by saying Bruce Springsteen was outside. And then um, your t-shirt that says um, chauffeur massage. We'll, <laughs> we'll drive nice. your pain away. <laughs> they do good work and reasonable That's prices. Good. Um, yeah. yeah. The cool shirt. Um, Bridget, I like your pennants. Uh, is that they're called? You know, like the little, the little flag. Triangle. I do have yeah. a lot uh-huh. of pennants. Yeah. Uh, the flag, um, the Hooter, the Hooters, you know, of the mascot mm-hmm. um, pennant that you, of course, like take to dive teams, I guess. Yeah. Uh, dive meets in the, yeah. the 80s, I suppose. Um, and then your shirt that has a picture of Valerie. Um, and just kind of like we've said, vacant stare and underneath it just says, um, bored. And then on the back, it's her with kind of more of a menacing, uh, smile that just says bored out of my mind, (laughs) (laughs) just threatening, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Uh you. Uh, Katie, I, I see that you went casual with the robe um mm-hmm. and on the front it just says ramon and on the back it says you look fantastic um which was a line from very early in the mo- movie which i found like <laughs> super entertaining he's just he's the bartender who won't give uh ronnie dangerfield a beer oh. and for some reason he responds with ramon you look fantastic look and his fantastic. delivery is just amazing i don't know yeah. why it just always sticks in my head Fun. um and then underneath, I can see that you're wearing one of the, like the old school 1940s dive outfits like Ronnie Dangerfield mm-hmm. is. And uh, on the front, it just says the horse. Uh, <laughs> that's who you're yes. a fan of. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. The horse, oh. the, dive, the diving horse. The diving horse. The diving horse. God, what a scary thing for a horse. Well, remember mm-hmm. that movie that like yes. the girl did about it the diving and, horses? Yeah. And she like opened her eyes and then she was blind. Because oh. you hit the water like that. Ugh, oh, I don't God. know. It's like a made for TV movie that just felt felt the same as like the whole mommy dearest, like uh, flowers in the attic thing of like, oh, somebody needs to stop me from watching this. I shouldn't have watched this. Mm. This, is night- this is like nightmare material. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the one director um, that did the cell? And then he did this one movie that took him like 15 years to film. And it was all about this cowboy who basically the plot was written by a five year old girl. And he would just film it. Oh, and, God, but it was like visually know. amazing. But one of them was just a, this stunt guy who jumped off a horse and or a bridge with a horse and broke his back or something like that. But yeah, yeah. like not cool, man. Like yeah. don't jump off of bridges with animals that don't have any say in it. Exactly. Yeah. Song time. No, first we have to say if it's for real. Stephen Stephen Sondheim. It's that's what I'm saying. I feel like I've Sondheim? got a hundred of these. Um, yeah. Right. So Philip, would you like to determine yeah. whether this is for real since it's your pick? Uh, I can go first. Yeah. Um, and since I've like you guys were both newbies to this, and I I had yeah. seen it a bunch. Um, after I finished it, I was I was sort of like. No, um, it's not for real. I just, 
it wasn't too offensive. It had like the the points they could do with all the fast stuff at the beginning, but it really wasn't as bad as, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I never remembered anything. So I wasn't thinking it was going to be crazy bad. It just, I don't know. It, it didn't, wasn't the most entertaining movie, I would say. And I, I'd say just go watch Caddyshack if you want some Rondi Dangerfield mm-hmm. um, or, you know, if you want the school stuff, go watch Animal House. I, I don't know if I can truly recommend to invest the time in this movie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed talking about it with y'all. Um, mm-hmm. So I almost got back to maybe it is for real, but I'm, I'm still going to say it's not. Um, there's just better movies where you can get the same sort of stuff from it. And uh, yeah. It's, it has its moments, but go watch those other movies. Um, I don't have too much to add. That's kind of exactly how I feel. I also feel like this isn't for real. Um, watch those other movies. Don't watch Ladybugs, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you do. Um, but I, I, it's interesting you say that too, because like I liked talking about it. And even when we turned it off, it was like there's elements of these these this movie that are for real. Like I'm, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I didn't hate this movie. And I really liked, I thought the themes were kind of unique. Like I, it kind of surprised me. I like Diane is such a wild card. <laughs> like those, those parts that aren't like interesting, like are like um, heartfelt or wild. Yeah. Um, but despite that, I think my bigger thing was like you said, like a lot of like, it, this was not a very long movie. You know, mm-hmm. it was only like, like a, that. Sure. an hour and a half. And that's what You're comedy welcome. should be. But despite that, I stopped it several times to see how long I had left. And I yeah. was like, Same. this is weird. Like, yeah. it just didn't catch me. And it and maybe partly because I wasn't ever invested in like the stakes of anybody's issue. And I'm like, I just, you know, I, I love the diving. I could have watched some more diving for sure. That was like Sports a real movie. highlight. Yeah. yeah. And, one, and once I realized Spow. that Rodney Dangerfield died, I was even looking for like when it wasn't his stunt double, even the way he would like put his arms up and stuff. I'm like, oh man, I wonder how much of that is like from when he used to do that. Um, and I was impressed with the swimming. And so, so yeah, there's elements of it that were like kind of, you know, for real and um, notable. But in general, I just agree with you, Phil, like as a movie, I don't know if I could, yeah, recommend the investment in time. Um and I wish he would have been more of him, his relaxed self and hadn't been, it hadn't been such a shoehorned delivery of lines. Cause when yeah. he's like actually acting, opposing somebody, it's actually kind of quite nice. So yeah. So not for real. Katie, it seemed like you did have a lot to add to that. Uh, even though you said you did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh uh, God. Tiebreaker. Um, no, I don't. I, I, I'm also going to say this movie is not for real. It's my shirt is not just Valerie. Um, I also was very bored. I was bored during this mm-hmm. movie yeah. in a way that I haven't yeah. been in a while. And I, unfortunately, like there were some moments, like we've said, but they don't carry into the time machine to today and uh, enough for mm-hmm. me that I would like rally behind it. And um, I wanted to like it. I mean, I, I did really like Rodney Dangerfield and his son's relationship. Mm-hmm. And I liked that it was just kind of like kind. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I'll walk away from it with. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend it or, or put it on my list or say, I want to watch that again. Yeah, because I won't. But um, yeah, not for real. Why do we think it was so boring? Because I, I was I, I was feeling guilty that I felt like that. And I, I felt honestly, like it too. 
Sometimes I can't tell if a movie's boring or I'm in a bad mood. Sure. (laughs) You know, and so I was watching it and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know which one this is, but I feel it. And so I was just interesting. I didn't know how you guys were going to feel about that. Well, either way, we've watched a hundred movies. And so we're watching them and we're writing things down and you watch them with a different lens. And if you're just like, like, like you said, Philip, like flipping through the channels and seeing this on Comedy Central is a different experience than mm-hmm. like sitting down to watch it. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I think I felt bad too. And I, I paused it and I got up a lot for 90 minutes. I was like, I'll go in the kitchen or like, I know I got up to get something in the kitchen and Jeff paused it. And I was like, you don't have to pause it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm be right I back. said that too. Oh my God. So mad. <laughs> Annie paused it. I was in the bathroom. I'm like, play it. I can no, hear it. Sometimes he'll like rewind when I come back. I'm yeah. like, no. totally (laughs) i think it's such a nice thing to do don't um so yeah um i don't have i i this is my song choice uh for today hopefully you'll understand why Can I replay this for weird science? I think so. Probably. <laughs> I think we played it at some point. Oh, yeah. Pots and two. Yeah. Pops, oh, yeah. Pots and butts. I was going to pick a different Oingo Boingo song, but with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, like totally. To. Oingo um, Boingo. It was a toss up. I had a, I had a couple things in mind, but I had to bring back the weird science. Call back. Call back. Well, thanks, Philip. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah, thanks for ushering us into this new century of movies. Oh my God, a century of movies. I know. Yeah. That's so wild. But yeah, this was one I think we had to do eventually. Yeah. yeah. I like when we watch things that aren't for real. I think it's, you know, oh, yeah. we, we just came off of a bunch of home runs, right. except for Philip's feelings about Titanic. Polar <laughs> um, but other than that, we came off a bunch of home runs. So we got to totally. get back in it. Roll up our sleeves. Agreed. And it was for free. It's so free who's on complaining? HBO. Yeah, you're Don't welcome. On HBO. I'll, be, I'll be bored for free any day. <laughs> 90 minutes of free boredom. I <laughs> mean, amazing tagline for this movie. Yeah. 90 minutes of free boredom. You're welcome. With some fat shaming. Yeah. yeah. And this podcast of 120 minutes of right. pure entertainment, which mm. I will say, if uh, you are still living, listening, uh, be sure and <laughs> living. So You're still not, alive. Not talking to Rodney Dangerfield. If anyone's still alive. <laughs> uh, hey, like our podcast on yeah. iTunes. Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. it helps a lot. Uh, and oh. uh, donate on Patreon or make a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but no like us on like us on itunes or wherever yeah. you get your podcast and give us There's... a happy rating can't you yeah, yeah no don't if you're gonna rate us as like <laughs> zero stars uh yeah don't do that yeah, save do it. something else do your laundry do your laundry for 90 minutes yeah but there is a lot going on in the world right now so definitely donate to our patreon <laughs> right which we don't have there's we any cause have. it is a joke yes uh all right till next time How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't 
take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.